0: Parsha Themes is for inspired people like you who are looking for engaging and relevant Parsha and Moedim thoughts. Our weekly discussions focus on uplifting thoughts and actionable ideas that will upgrade your Avodah Hashem and enhance your Shabbos and Yantov table. I'm your host, Rabbi Yosef Tropper, and it's an honor to have you with me here today. We're going to share a number of thoughts from the Ramban. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu was pining to go into Eretz Yisrael, and he davened very hard to Hashem to allow him to enter Eretz Yisrael. Ultimately, the Rabbeinu refused the request. However, in the sukkim when it describes it, there's something very fascinating that happens. And that is that we have a mesorah as to how to read Hashem's name and how to pronounce it. And sometimes the two are actually in conflict. So the beginning of the parsha starts off that Hashem says, that Moshe says, I daven to Hashem to get permission to go into Eretz Yisrael. And Moshe's words were, Hashem Elohim, Hashem my God, you have shown your servant your greatness, and now I'm asking you to please grant me my request. But those words, Hashem Elohim, are very, very fascinating because whereas they are pronounced as Hashem Elohim because we have a Masorah that whenever we have Hashem's name twice in a row, Aleph, Dalad, Nun, Yud, that one is pronounced Hashem. And then when a Yud ke, Vav Vavke comes afterwards, we don't pronounce it as Hashem, Hashem, but rather we pronounce it as Elohim. That's the way that we read it. Um, there are other times in the Torah where if it tries to say Hashem's name twice, it would write Yudke Vavke and then Yudke Vavke. Like for example in the Yudge Momidos where it says Hashem Hashem Kel Rachel L'chanan there it's pronounced um, Alef Dalad Nun Yud, Alef Dalad Nunyud. Yud that's how we pronounce it. Ado and then Nai and then Ado and then Nai. Um, kel Rachum L'chanan but in this case it's pronounced Ado and then Nai and then Elo Kim so there's a machogas seemingly between the Rambam between the Ramban and Rashi, as to how we interpret the Shemus the of Hashem when they are not uh, pronounced in the same way that they are written. So, thus, in our Pasuk, where the actual spelling in the Pasuk is Aleph, Dalad, Nun, and then followed by vav Vavke, that's the way it's written. However, the way it's pronounced is Aleph, Dalad, Nun, and then Um So, does that change the interpretation? So, Rashi brings down from a Sifri or according to the Ramban, he's not quoting this to free properly, but Rashi says it's Rachum badin, Hashem, you are merciful in din. And so therefore, Hashem Elohim, you go according to the pronunciation, Hashem is Midas Rachamim, and then Elohim is Midas adin, and Moshe was asking for Rahmanas in a din against him. Ramban is very critical of Rashi, and he states that you have to look at how the words are spelled. And the first one is spelled Alefdala Nunyud, which is Midas HaRachamim, and the second one is is spelled Yudke Vavke, which is also Midas HaRachamim. And so you do not have a right to say that there is a din going on over here when it comes to the name of Yudke Vavke. Ramban then actually quotes the Safri, and I'm not going to go into it now because he brings down Kabbalistic explanations as well, but he actually says that it's the opposite of what Rashi is saying, that the first word is Midas and that Moshe was saying, Rabbanu Shalom, if I deserve it based on Din, then please give it to me. And the second word of, which is pronounced Elohim but is written Yud that is Rachamim. And the Ramban is insistent that uh, even though we pronounce it as uh, Din, nonetheless, the way that it is written is the primary translation. And that seems to be the Mahogas between Rashi and Ramban. What is very fascinating between all this is that we know that uh, we try to mention Midas meet midas din in the day and midas uh, rachamim at night um, in the brachos before uh, Kriyashma. And the ben Yoyota explains that one should not think that Hashem is not present in the darkness. So we have to have a munah in the de- nighttime that the Ribbon Shalom, even though things look like they're din, they're really coming from rachamim. And this is one of the biggest sodos of Shem Hashem and understanding how Hashem runs the world, that there are many things that appear to be midas Adin, din, but in truth they're really rachamim. And that could be some of the depth of what is being disputed here, that we know that even the din that Hashem uh, fulfills is really rachamim, because it's the greatest mercy uh, if someone needs a surgery for the surgeon to cut him open and perform that to save his life. And when we have that perspective about the things that happen to us, that I know that everything is for the best and everything that you decide is ultimately for my best, that changes everything. And this is one of the reasons that the say that in the morning when we wash Nagelwasser, we're actually supposed to fill up the cup in the right hand and hold it there, and then our left hand takes it from there. Because what that's saying is that even when left, which is din, happens to us, even when challenges and trials and tribulations and difficulties occur to us, we know that it is all coming from Rachamim. It's coming from the love of the Rebona Shalom. Now, this doesn't contradict our emotions and our feelings and our dealings with challenges that, that uh, when we have tests from Hashem, we could be in pain, and that's okay. That's not the issue. Um, there, there are baruch dainah for a reason. We understand that there are such things as in our eyes that are bad and painful. And of course, the human being must um, acknowledged that it was Avraham had feelings, he didn't just say everything's for the best, therefore I don't care he had feelings, but that knowledge that even when things look like they're din, they're really rachamim that's really important, and that could be one of the things that's being hinted to in the um, transformation of the name Yudke Bavke specifically into Midas din, that even the din is really ultimately coming from a place of love and uh, we should be zocha that in our life Hashem uh, should give us a kindness which is easily discernible um, but when we have challenges and tribulations in our life, we should be able to see Hashem's guiding hand that, and know with Amun Slema that it's coming from Hashem's Chesed. That's what's going on. Moving on to Parak Daled, Pasuk Hey, uh, Moshe says to the Jewish people, "I taught you guys chute, Chukim Mispatim. I taught you the Torah." And um, w- he mentions that this is in Eretz Yisrael that you're going to do it with Keriv HaEretz, that you're going to fulfill the mitzvos in in Eretz Yisrael. And again, they're on bond has a shita which has been misquoted, but let's quote the correct understanding of what he's saying, that the Iker Kiyom is in Eretz Yisrael, and the Ramban has talked about this many, many times. This doesn't mean that mitzvot don't apply in Chutz but the Iker uh, Kiyom HaTorah and Kiyom is in Eretz Yisrael, which there are the most opportunities for mitzvos to leave baritz, and that is the land of the Jewish people where we fulfill Hashem's Bratzon, and there is certainly a lot to talk about, and we've mentioned this briefly in the past. He mentions that comment as well, based on the Pusuk. Parag dallid pasuk tests. The Ramban is talking about the idea that um, we should watch the Masorah very well. Pentishka is the we should never forget that which we saw in Har Sinai, because. And the, here the Ramban says his famous line, um, which is Kilo sheker because a man does not pass testimony over to his sons that is false. Though non double the and we don't give worthless things to our children. If we think about it, the depth of love that parents have for their children is that we always want to teach our children the most accurate thing. And the Jewish people believe passionately in Torah and and in the Rebon Shalom. And that is the Messorah that we pass on from generation to generation. It's the most accurate and most important thing that we can pass on to them to teach them to be true of the Hashem. And this is, the Kuzari develops this as well, but this is one of the biggest proofs for the Torah and our Messorah that if we think about it, there's no normal healthy parent that would ever teach anything false or not accurate to their children. And the point is that this is what we pass on to our children, the MS of Torah. Perak Dalad Pasuk Mem Aleph talks about the Aray Miklut. So it says, Uz Yavdil Moshe Sholosh Moshe, the word Uz is a little bit of an anomaly. How do we translate it? So uh, then Moshe, it sounds to be like, then Moshe set aside uh, three RM for the Ir Miklut. So the Eben Ezra here says, quoted by the Ramban, that on the day that Moshe set aside these three RM these three cities to be Eir Miklut, then he told over this to have brist of a Jewish people. Cesar and this is totally wrong and not shot. This is not the simple understanding of what's going on over here. Rather, Moshe gathered all the Jewish people to explain the Torah, and he started to give them musr. And when he told them his Musur, um not to serve Avodah Zarah, and not to deny the unity of Hashem, so he told them that they should follow the chukim shpatim because Hashem will give them a good life. And then he told him, told them in front of them that. Um, you should do the mitzvah that Hashem commands us and I want to make sure that Betzar in uh, in the city of Bamidbar and Ramos which is in the city of Gilad and Golan and Bashan they should be Ari Miklat and even though they don't protect right now um, until the ones in Eretz Canaan are going to be appointed by Yeshua who takes over from me however this is a mitzvah that came into my hand and therefore I'm going to do it and to fulfilled this directive of Hashem in front of the Jewish people so unlike Ebenezer who reads it as Yavdil Moshe, for in the past Moshe had set it up and then he spoke to them um, later. That's not, that the Ramban is reading it, that no, Moshe spoke to them and as part of his speech to them, he showed them that now I am designating these three places to be Ari Miklet, even though they are not going to protect until uh, Yeshua establishes his. But I want you guys to see that when we have an opportunity for a mitzvah, we do it right away. Perak Hei pusik Tesvav, we have a discussion about Shabbos again, and we've spoken about this many times. There's a Mahogas Rambam and Ramban about what, what the purpose of Shabbos is, so to speak. It's a little bit nuanced, and so it's probably not so famous. But um, the Rambam in Mor Nebuchim writes that Shabbos teaches us two things, and that is to believe in the Chiddush Olam that Hashem created the world. Uh, he's the God that created it. And also the, to remember the great chesed that Hashem did, that we are his servants and he and he uh, establishes us as his servants. However, the Ramban just fixes the nuance here that uh, he says wait a minute the, the, the shot here is that just because we're his servants, doesn't, what does that testify for? But he says what that testifies for is that Shabbos is Zechel Tzies and Tzrayim, and and is Zechel Shabbos. What does that mean? That when it comes to Tzies and that proved that Hashem was still watching over the world, just as when he had originally created it. And and when he, Hashem revealed himself, like the Ramban explains in Parsha's bow, his famous shtickle there, and throughout really much of Shemos and all of Chumash, um, that when Hashem revealed himself in in uh, Mitzrayim what he was showing was that I'm still the God who created the world I'm still the one who runs it and is in full control of it and that is the ultimate hodah that we were trying to give to the Ribbon Hashem, that he created the world in six days and rested on the seventh and so Shabbos is really just Zecher to uh, my sabratius but Mitzrayim is that exact same lesson and it's a more practical lesson because the Jewish people went through it themselves they weren't around when Hashem created the world only Adam was to a certain degree when he was created um, but the Jewish people saw with their own eyes the and Mitzrayim, and that had a profound impact on them. Moving on to Perik Vav Pasuk Yud Gimel, so it says, "Es Hashem atira. and the Ramban says that this is a mitzvah to fear Hashem, and that it is true that there is a mitzvah to. To, f- to love Hashem, Avas Hashem, but there's also a method to fear Hashem because when you fear someone, you're not going to sin and you don't you're afraid of being punished. So um, there's an element of how we deal with Hashem, which is uh, an element of Ava, which is a very high level and there's an element of yura where we have fear of Hashem. The Chaim explains and many people explain that there's different levels of ava, there's different levels of Yura. but very briefly there's yuras onish which is i'm afraid you're going to punish me and then there's yuras haromus, which is i'm in awe of this great person. Um, and again some people might not like this parable, but when you meet when you live in a country where a king has unlimited power to kill you that, then and you stand in front of him you're going to have yuras because you're literally afraid that you could do something stupid and get killed but if you meet the queen or you meet the president of the united states if you have some any interest in that uh he doesn't have any or she doesn't have any uh, judicial power really to kill you it's more of just a figurehead um they can't actually execute someone without cause they can't just say off with his head because they didn't like the way that you talked or walked um and so there might be if you have fear of them uh, it'll be Yeres which is just a respectful awe. And so when it comes to the Rebun HaShem, ties in very much to Avah Hashem. And the Ben-Uyedah explains that if you take the word um, Ahava, aleph hay bez hay and you put underneath it the word Yura, Yud, Resh, Aleph, Hay. The way that it manifests itself, you have a very interesting dichotomy because Aleph, Hay, bays Hay, on top of the letters Yud, Resh, Aleph, Hay, you can write it out and you'll see it yourself. If you take the first four letters in that block, it's Aleph, Hay, Yud, Resh, which is Yura. It spells Yura and then you're left with Aleph, Hay, bays Hay, Avah in the end. So the two words kind of combine, because really the truth is you need to have both. You need to have avas Hashem, the love of Hashem, because that love compels us to do great things. You need to have Yerush Hashem, which is the fear of Hashem, because that keeps us in check to act appropriately as well, and to know that there's a din and a dayan, and that we're accountable for our actions. Finally, a little bit more on this topic of love is Parag Zion, Pasuk Zion. It says that Hashem loved the Jews, Chashak, he desired us. And the Aramban explains beautiful ideas that Hashem loved us, therefore he chose us, and he saw that we deserve to be loved in front of him, and we were chosen for his love more than all the other nations, and there's no reason except just that Hashem chose us, because we know that when it comes to love, uh, love allows us to love someone unconditionally and unlimitedly, even if we don't have justification, (laughs) we don't have to explain why we love our children or why we love our spouse or why we love our loved ones, our friends, family members. Uh, love Sometimes it is not really um, explicable, and that kivi, that chashak, that Hashem desires us is a tremendous reassurance and a tremendous inspiration for the Jewish people to know that Hashem loves us. And as the rabbinic Tom writes in Sefer Yasher, if you want to know that Hashem loves you, and you could one of the ways that you could see Hashem's loving hand is when you get punishments because you see that Hashem is still potching you for doing something wrong. If Hashem gave up on you, he didn't care about you, didn't love you, he wouldn't be holding you accountable anymore. You would just lose your olam haba or whatever. But the point is that you see that Hashem is still caring for you and it's so important in life to see Hashem's love and everything that happens to us, everything that we go through, we're always looking to see how much Hashem loves us and cares for us and this is really a truly inspiring idea to see Hashem's love and it's it's unexplainable. It's a, it's a cheshek. It's a, it's a desire that doesn't have to be explained. It's But that reassurance we have knowing that we are loved is something that can carry us very far. Thanks for joining us. For more Torah content and to make sure you never miss an episode, don't forget to subscribe and visit us at ParshaThemes.com.